Hey everyone, this is Matteo with the Stepsero podcast. I'm joined by Sara. She co-founded Think Confluent. Sara, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Matteo. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you for being on board. Um, so this is, I think, the second or third attempt with, uh, with my connection. So if there is any glitch moving forward, it's entirely on me and don't believe it. Um, we, we, had, we had the chance to, to speak a little bit and, and this is the second time we, we have the chance to, to discuss what you do and, and, and your passion and your project at Think Confluent. So I will ask you to introduce yourself, maybe talk a little bit about your background so that uh, myself and the audience can better know about yourself. Okay, perfect. Um, so first, really happy to share my point of view um, about mental health at work and participate with you at reducing this guilt around mental health issue. Um, about my background, you summarize it pretty well. Um, so I have a neuroscience background and more precisely, I studied um, the main cognitive function. So it's everything related to attention, memory, execution, basically how we interact with our environment. And gradually, I became way more interested in the impact of work on our well-being, on our mental health, all the behavioral changes we have uh, in a professional context. So concretely, why people tend to act differently at work than in a personal setting. And this issue is really important um, for me, especially because I'm part of a generation who is much more informed about mental health in general who stigmatize less people who face these issues. Um, we have basically gone from a really taboo subject to a crucial point uh, when choosing your professional career. Um, so that's why I've decided to work on it. And um, even if it's more and more common to think that well-being, fulfillment, uh, and work are not incompatible within companies, it is still not as natural as it should be uh, to link well-being and work. So that's why I co-founded Think Confluent uh, with Nicholas, uh, my dear co-founder. Well, congratulations to both of you, Sarah and Nicholas. I mean, this is, I'll, I'll repeat myself and, and you know that this is, I think it's an incredible project. Like, uh, as you know, here at Step Zero, you know, like we, we started this podcast, Dora and I, to address mental health at work, right? Specifically mental health at work. We do not come from um, a medical background. We're not medical practitioners. We, we actually come from a business development, marketing growth background. Uh, but we, you know, even though, you know, from a different perspective, um, we also experienced this, uh, this issue in the occupational environment. We definitely saw uh, a distinction between addressing mental health in the private, let's say, private personal environment compared to the occupational environment. And, uh, and this, um, this uh, latter um, aspect is what we wanted to focus on. So the fact that you tell me, um, you know, there is a difference between the work aspect and the personal aspect in the way that uh, people function cognitively is let's say spot on for, uh, for this podcast. And I'm super happy we're having this discussion. So if I, if I may ask you to elaborate on, on Think Confluent, so how does it work? Uh, is it a software? Is it a program? What are you guys trying to achieve with this? Um, so Think Confluent is a software. It's more precisely a SaaS. We help 
um, business leaders, if I can say so, senior management, HR, to provide a personalized work experience to everyone in the company, no matter if they work in the office or remotely. And we came up with this idea to focus on personalization, especially because of um, the problem I mentioned above, beyond the financial aspect when you choose a job. People tend to more and more um, focusing on the work experience they are going to have. We are more and more aware of burnout problem. We recognize this burnout problem, we identify them and we accept them. So taking into account this mental health place is really in the workplace is really a main issue that it's not immediately obvious for a manager and HR. So either because they have not been trained in this way or because they don't have the tool at their disposal. If we caricature just a little bit, now when you have to choose between the job, you can choose between uh, this old style management company where definitely it's not really human focused. You just are just here, you know, to do your work, achieve business results. And you have these kind of startups that are a little bit cliche and are aware of this mental health issues. But to create a pleasant work experience, they focus on somewhat superficial points. By that I mean, um, we have a lot of startups saying we provide this really amazing work experience, uh, really friendly, etc. But the only thing they do is to give you fruit stands or a ping pong table, or you have this really colorful workplace. But they don't focus on the main problem. This hides the main problem, which is how people feel at work and how people are working daily. So we really wanted, we think of Lient to refocus the work experience on the people. That's why we made a software that helps these uh, business leaders to provide this personalized work experience. Concretely, um, the user experience is pretty easy. First, uh, all employees feel what we call the cognitive profile. So it's about what they are expecting from their work experience and how they work. Do you prefer to work in autonomy, in a team? Do you need to have a flexible schedule? Do you need a supportive manager? Do you care about benefits, about your compensation, about how is your workplace? We try really to make a real profile of what people are expecting. Then we assess the well-being and the satisfaction of the work environment. So basically, does the work experience you have uh, satisfies you? And finally, we train everyone in the company to improve this work experience. We don't want to be uh, the construction of this work experience only on the hand of the manager and the HR. We really feel that to improve everything, we have to involve everything, everyone. Everybody is like grown up people, you know what you want and it's up to you, you know, to improve it. If we ask managers, HR to, uh, I don't know, set up like this uh, perfect work experience, they won't know what to do because if they have 10 people in their team, they have 10 uh, aspirations, 10 different work experience um, people are expecting. So that's why we involve everyone with Think of Lint. This is, well, thanks for, you know, guiding me through it. I thought this was extremely clear. So, you know, you see me looking down because they're on camera, but I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> of you 
I think I'm taking a few notes, um, and you know, if I may, if I may, kind of like pick back what you what you mentioned. So there is, you know, Think Confluent is a is a is a SaaS, is a software, and mm-hmm. there's three main, if I may say, uh, points, three main phases that uh, that individuals go through, and one is assessing their own cognitive profile, so understand expectations, the way they operate better, um, and uh, and then see. In the second phase, how these pointers actually match with their current working environment. Yes. And the third phase obviously ends up into potential training to see how can we level this up and, and, and match, you know, employees' expectations with the actual work environment. So how can we make things better, right? Yeah, that's exactly what we are doing. This is this is, you know, I it made me it made me wonder, and I was not noting down. A few a few questions that I think that I think you may you may help address um, and probably you know like uh, to to the people listening I think these are maybe questions that might might arise like once they get in touch with uh, with the software so you know one thing that I was that I was pondering is we obviously speak often about you know whose responsibility this is that uh, that uh, things are not working too well within organizations and i think you addressed it very well saying that you know we want to involve every stakeholder meaning you know it is employee the employee's responsibility to know that they can do they can do better and they also have the right to speak up and uh, not just you know um, expect people to to do everything for them at the same time obviously uh, you know, a big part of improving processes at work is a top-down process. So if a leader doesn't take, um, let's say, a first step, doesn't set, uh, doesn't set the example, then it's very difficult to operate bottom-up, right? Um, yeah. And so, you know, one thing is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, um, it's not necessarily the HR fault or the manager's fault. I mean, sometimes they just miss a product like this, or or they just miss data and insights that you could actually provide through Think Confluent. Is that correct? Yes, that's exactly the problem. We don't want to like stigmatize HR managers. The problem is that if you want to improve the work experience of someone, you have to involve uh, him or her. But if the people on the top, you know, their manager and people who are taking decisions do not just try to improve also this work experience and to adapt to everyone, it won't work, you know. Um, most of the time now, on the current situation, everything is on the hand of the HR and the manager. And of course, it doesn't work because when you are in a team or in a company with five people, you know, Maybe you can handle everything. Maybe you can take into account everyone. But when you are two HRs in a company with uh, 300 employees, let's say, mm-hmm. how do you want to set up a work experience that fits these 200 people? You know, that's not possible. So you really have to involve them. And people will accept way more the modification you made, the improvement you made on the work experience if they do it by themselves too, you know? If you involve people, people will accept it, they will be able to work on what matters to them, and at the end, everyone will be happy, you know? But now people don't have the tool, HR managers don't have the tool uh, which help them setting this personalized work experience. 
they only made like this uh, global assumption. They start from the point that everyone wants to work in a team. Everyone is a little bit extroverted. Everyone wants to work this way. And they, they set up everything like this. But around these people who are extroverted, happy to work in a team every day, are really dynamic, uh, you know, really, really involved. And I don't say that in a positive or negative way. Around that, there are a lot of different people who are, I don't know, shy, introverted, who prefer working in autonomy, who thrive this way, who are not included in the process. So it's really important to just ask people, ask everyone to work the way they want. Uh thousand percent thousand percent agreed and you know you said it you said it right like i guess employees need to find this intrinsic way of uh, of operating where you know if it's imposed of course it's uh, it's difficult if it comes from you know their own effort then it's much easier to um to proceed in that in the, the right direction and you know i have a follow-up question on that if you don't mind like so how open do you think or maybe you've seen already like how open are companies or or leaders um, to this solution right now for now uh, we have discussed a lot with hr managers and they are really really happy to see solution like that because at the end every hr their goal is to set up this personalized work experience mm -hmm. they don't want to have to do this kind of one size fits all uh, management or HR strategy. They want to please everyone because they know that it's in this way that they will have the positive results, but they don't have it. So when we are showing Thinkoflin, when we are discussing, trying to understand a little bit more about their work experience as an HR too, they are really happy to know that they can, you know, take into account everyone's uh, work, everyone's aspiration, everyone's needs, thanks to a software. That's that's super interesting, and and you know I I hope that uh, you know with this podcast uh, at least a few extra contacts will uh, will notice in conference because I I think this is uh, you know of course you deserve it but it's also it sounds very unique you know like we we discussed the first time we we spoke that um, there are obviously a few tools here and there in the in the market like uh, softwares apps. Uh, you know, desktop apps, mobile apps that uh, that are kind of like targeting HR or manager leaders. They're not they're not as effective, or maybe they're to disperse. Maybe they don't really focus on the right issue. I'm not sure. Some of them are probably just uh, running below the radar, and and maybe they have a they have a, a very high potential and not used enough. But to me. From what I see around, like Think Conference is a very is a very unique solution, and you presented it to me in a super interesting way because you know you touched upon it also during during this very talk. You speak a lot about uh, cognitive diversity, right? Like you you always say that um, you know leaders obviously don't really want to ideally they wouldn't want to use a spray and pray approach, right? They don't want to they don't want to use the same methodology or approach with uh, with everyone they know they recognize that there are uh, differences between between employees mm -hmm. and you may be you know you have a, obviously much more um, competent background in that sense but can you maybe touch a little more upon cognitive diversity what, what what do we mean by cognitive diversity and why is that important um so literally uh cognitive diversity corresponds to all the different cognitive patterns of humans 
Cognitive functions refer to attention, memorization, learning, execution, everything uh, linked with your interaction with your environment. And we all have these different patterns. For example, uh, you memorize things in a different way that I do. You learn things in a different way that I do. Maybe we have like some similarities, but at the end, if we make the combination of all of these cognitive functions, we are all unique. We have 7 billion humans on the planet. We have 7 billion like cognitive profile, if we can say that. And these cognitive functions um, are dif uh, different even if we have the same background, even if we work in the same company, even if we have the same social environment. We see a lot of time um, people who are tending to think exactly in the same way because they have uh, done, for example, the same uh, studies or they are work in the same kind of companies during years and years. But that's only because we condition people and they are also conditioned by their environment. So this cognitive diversity links everything around it. Your cognitive function, pri uh, primary cognitive function, and the way you interact with your environment. At the end, we all have different humans who think and work in a different way. Interesting, you know, there is a, there is a, um, I guess, an internal debate that I'm having. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll, call it, I'll call it this way because obviously you, you know, with Team Confluent, you're building a tool that allows um, individuals, so to speak, to, to express themselves, right? Like you analyze a company on an individual perspective, so on a very uh, personal, so to speak, perspective, very individual perspective. When these tools are lacking, you know, the, the best option for, for a company or for a leader is to address certain issues, I would say at the most, at the department level, right? So what they do is, okay, we don't really, we cannot really speak to, let's say, if we are, you know, 500 or thousands of people, we cannot really interview everyone, right? We can send around surveys and questionnaires, but people get, get tired of it. And there's a, there's a few, let's say, operational uh, operational obstacles in that sense. So the best thing that they can do currently is to go department by department and maybe have, I don't know, specific, uh, specific uh, seminars for, let's say, salespeople. So we tend, for example, to categorize client-facing roles as those roles who normally have a very high impact, emotional impact, because they constantly work with clients or uh, you know um, um, suppliers or, or or external accounts you know whatever that is and uh, and so a lot of trainings are normally gathered towards um, towards a specific department in this case client services sales uh, and this is obviously not to say that uh, that other departments are not experiencing um, mental health issues themselves but this is sometimes the best that uh, that companies can do and this I feel it's a very strong pointer or difference in your in your favor where you say it's great what you're doing i mean it's it's probably effective to a certain extent because you don't have tools to do to do more than this but i'm providing you with a tool to go even more granular than this and uh, because obviously you know you talk you talk with same with salespeople they may have been like you said conditioned to to operate in the same way or maybe conditioned towards the same uh, sales process or operational process, but then there is there is very significant difference uh, differences in the way they 
uh, elaborate you know um, cognitive patterns so the, the way they process knowledge the way they uh, they have different perspective in the sense or or memorize things um, so you know I'm, I'm going on and on in my head thinking okay this is something that should have should have come much much earlier and i'm really happy i'm really happy <laughs> uh, because I think, it's, uh, I think it's super interesting so let me ask you do you think do you think this would have worked or would have been as successful and hopefully it will be um, if it came out let's say 10 years ago truly um i'm not sure i think that to have this kind of software and for people to use it you have to be in a social context uh, outside of the work which allows people to think this way and which allows people to understand that the mental issues mental health issues are important i think that 10 years ago um mental health was still seen as you know something linked only with people who had like huge disorder or you know who are really ill and we tend to see way more uh way less i'm sorry people like that it's less medicalized if we can say that um i think that the market was not that ready, but now that people are more aware of this burnout problem, of this management issue, people who are who may just depression because of their worry, because they don't feel good, now it's that people stigmatize less these people who are facing this mental health issue. We can use this kind of software. I'm not sure that 10 years ago it would be you know, as accepted as it can be now. Interesting. And, and then, you know, the counter question to that would be, what do you expect to see in the workplace 10 years from now? So 2030, um, what do you think or what do you hope, let's put it this way, um, that we see in the, in the workplace, you know, mental health wise in this case? Um, about the mental health, I think that I hope that first we will continue all the transformation that are starting now, uh, especially from the young generation. Um, we really, I really want, you know, people to feel better when they go to work in the morning. Don't feel stress, you know, at the idea to go to work. And that work um, doesn't, isn't linked anymore with having problem, being stressed, don't feel good. I have to go to work because I have to go to work and that's the way it is. And of course it can be linked with feeling good, uh, you know, during the day. I really hope that it will be this change of mindset and also that business results won't be the only reason why people will focus on mental health. Um, now, um, most companies I feel are taking care about this problem and taking care about the the well-being of their teams because they know the link between happy employees, good productivity, good business results. I really hope, I don't know if it's like something like in Ethiopia, but I really hope that in 10 days, people will first start with, I want to consider my employees and my teams as humans who have to feel good and won't have to feel stressed. And then, well, it's good because it brings me like good business results, but not starting by the other side. Because when you start by, I want to improve the well-being, I want to reduce mental health issues because it brings me 
um, I don't know, um, less productivity or bad business results, for most of the time you make, you know, the wrong decision. You take the wrong decision and you don't accept the huge problem you have in front of you. You just quit the problem at that point. I really hope that in 10 days it will be like that. I don't know if it will be in 10 days, but in 10 years, I'm sorry, but <laughs> uh, yeah, that's well, what that's, I hope uh, to see. I guess that's, that's our hope, right? But I, you know, hundred percent, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's, there's too much focus on, and we say this all the time, there's too much focus on the financial bottom line uh, which of course it's important, you know, like businesses want to need to make money um, either for revenue or profit, but um, you know, starting, starting with, with people will get you there in the, in the longer term in a, in a much, much safer fashion. Right. And you know, this is unfortunately, and probably one of the last latest questions or last questions that I can, that I can, uh, that I can ask you, but I, you know, there's probably a thousand more that, uh, that I can <laughs> ask, but where do you think, or why do you think, uh, and, and I'm really thinking out loud here um, because it, it just came up, but why do you think it's really the case that companies need to make this distinction between what happens at work and then focus on the, on the company processes compared to what happens individually in, in people's private lives? Because this is something that, you know, and, and this, is, this might be, too much of a of an intricate question, but it's something that always comes up, where professionals say, you know, okay, you want to you want to bring um, your best self at work. There has to be this work uh, work life integration where you don't need to be a different person, uh, you know, at work compared to who you are at home. And uh, and a lot of companies take this, in my view, as okay, you know what, we give you the tools to be a better person privately. So that's why we give you, you know, the chance to attend the yoga class and then mm -hmm. it's you if you go. And we don't focus instead on the actual process that happens at work. Is this, do you, do you think this is the base of, of where the problem lies or is it actually, is it actually something where companies miss, uh, miss the point on? Should they be educated on the fact that one thing is what happens at home and one thing is what happens at work? Um, that's a complicated question. Okay. Um, you know, the problem, the main problem, um, exactly what I explained, um, just a little bit, uh, earlier is that companies try to hide the real problem at work with cosmetic things. We can say the word cosmetic. They prefer, um, focusing on things that it's easy for them to set up, like providing yoga classes or providing a ping pong table. You know, you just have to buy a subscription to a yoga classes for your 100 employees and they use it. They don't, that's up to them, you know. I think that the role of a company and managers, especially, is to first take care of the work experience, being sure that people work the way they want, that they feel good while working, that especially work don't provoke them like this mental issues because most of the time it's what happened. And then when everybody's fine with it, and you of course want to have like a hundred percent fine, but most of people are fine with their work experience. Now you can focus on this like additional setup, if I can say. First you feel good. First you're centering around like more uh, human focus, 
a strategy and I talked about real human focus, not just, you know, setting up this kind of uh, just uh, I say hi when you enter in the building or real human focus. And then when this is good, you can add yoga classes, meditation, gym, uh, travel, whatever you want. <laughs> we can please your teams, of course, because I see, for example, a lot of companies who are setting up like yoga classes for their teams, but they didn't ask them before. Does anyone wants to do yoga? Because yes, it seems to be cool and fresh to do yoga, do meditation, drink green juices, and uh, whatever, you know, this kind of really uh, cool thing you see on the social media, but there are a lot of people who strictly don't care about it. And this is the process also of involving your teams, you know? Don't try to uh, set up things that are not linked with what people are expecting, you know? So I think my point of view, and I think that's the more healthy point of view about management is to focus on human first, what they want how they work, do they feel good, and then yoga classes if you want, hiking, uh, car driving, whatever. It, all, it must just, people just must um, want it, you know. Yeah. Ask for their opinion. <laughs> they are working <laughs> every day. They know what they want, just ask for their opinion. You won't lose time like that and everybody will be happier, I think. <laughs> and, I, and I think you handled the question pretty well because I, 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 I almost threw you under the bus. Um, but <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. No, it's, it's I thousand, thousand percent agreed. I think you, you, you explained it super well. People first and, uh, and people yeah. processes first. And, you know, maybe it might make sense for companies to have a look at existing processes and, uh, and you know, like uh, um, obviously take the people's point of view and, uh, and then see where things can be matched, where things can be improved. And obviously, you know, everything that comes on top, it's great, but it's not the priority, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so thank you so much for clarifying this. So as we head towards the, the end of the discussion, let me ask you, um, what is the next step for, for Think Confluent? What are you guys trying to do? Is it, uh, is it the product already on the market? Do you already have um, early adopters or, or are you looking for any uh, what would be in this sense um, your your next step and if any would there be any appeal to anybody listening anything that you hope that uh, you can uh, turn attention to so for example for a single fluent we are on the beta stage we are testing the software in order to provide a software which is useful and that people use in the long term um, for now, we are looking for companies um, who want to improve their work experience, who are really curious, open-minded, and want to have a tool to please like every employee they have. So everyone, if anyone is interested and want to test the software, feel free to contact me. I think you will maybe share my contact information at the end. Uh, I will be really happy to discuss with you. And if also, anyone just want to discuss a little bit more about the impact of neuroscience, how people feel at work, mental health at work, also will be really happy uh, to just chat with you. We will launch the software um, the 1st of December. So this will be like the big uh, day for us. And I really hope that we will be able to help as many companies as possible all around the world uh, who wants to 
just make something more human focused and exercise important. Oh, we, we got you right on time. First of December, so it's coming pretty soon. Yeah, <laughs> pretty excited about it. A little bit stressed, but we hope it will work the way we want. We are pretty sure. That's, that's amazing. Like I, I'm, I'm really happy we are actually, well, I'm happy, but like you said, for you, it's, uh, for you, it's pretty stressful. Like we are close, yeah. <laughs> we're close to the deadline, but it also means that we are close to see something very unique in the market. And, and I think this is, this is super exciting. I will do whatever is in my, in my power to help. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think it's super important. And I hope, I hope a lot of people will, uh, will reach out to you. And since since we are here, like, is there any, any best way to reach out to you? Would link, is LinkedIn something that you are very present on? Uh, yeah, LinkedIn. You can contact me on LinkedIn, on Twitter also if you want. I also have like my uh, professional uh, mail. Uh, if you want to contact me, I answer like during the day. Um, so feel free to reach out just to chat, say hi. <laughs> I will be really delighted to discuss with you and I just want to maybe if I can add one last thing um, we are building this software first for employees um, of course HR and managers benefits of it that's <laughs> the reason why we made it too but first we really want to raise awareness about these mental issues for employees and to make them understand that at the end they can be the people they want at work. You don't have to be extroverted, super dynamic, always happy to go on meeting, work, loving working in a team, you know, to be a good worker, to do your job in the best way possible. You are who you are. So please stop being ashamed if someone who is not like an HR or manager listening to this podcast, Stop being ashamed of who you are. You have to impose who you are. Highlight your personality. That's not other people, you know, to adapt. You are who you are, and that's the best way, thing possible. So that's well, this, is, word. this is I, I, this is probably the best message. Um, <laughs> it, powerful message. Highly, highly um, appreciated. And uh, and obviously, I, I really hope um, many, many people listen to this and. And take it by heart because it's exactly it's exactly what it is you know like people um are are rarely are rarely the problem um yeah. there's just like uh, always a better processes or a better pro potential process that can be that can be implemented so thank you for this reminder and and on this note like unfortunately we come to we come to an end of the episode. We obviously wait for the launch December first. Uh, there will be some noise, I guess, on LinkedIn or all over the place. And, yes, we will. Uh, <laughs> and and who knows? Maybe maybe after that we'll uh, we'll have a chance to speak again. And uh, and until then, Sarah, thank you so much and congratulations for what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you to you, Matteo. Bye.